0: Hey guys, Benjamin Darius, a.k.a. BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload with my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops to get my podcast out there. When I did study my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor, not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That for me was unbelievable. Oh yeah. Here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know that's crazy, but take my word on this. It's true. Using anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you love it. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad Podcast, a platform where you can come and express yourself rather through poetry, spoken words, essay, or simply a live conversation. This is All Dad Talk. I'm here for you. Let's go. hello you beautiful people thank you again for joining me at a dear dad podcast my name is b jimson darius aka bj and this episode we pretty much wrap up season one so i'm going to give you some insight of uh, the interviews that i had per episode and then we went through the sibling series and just probably, probably go by uh, episode by episode so i can tell you my perspective in it my insight in, in it and you know what 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 I got out of it, so what I think was more it was a little bit important to me. So again, so episode one was pretty much about me introducing myself to the podcast, me introducing myself to you guys, so you guys could know who I am and what this podcast is going to be about. And I have I didn't really have an idea what I wanted to do. I just know I just need to just start recording. And a lot of the podcasters that I come across, they said, don't worry about what you're going to talk about or time frame just start recording you know start recording and then it will come naturally it will come whatever it is that you're trying to do it will come naturally and that's exactly what i did i started recording so i just recorded the first episode just because i need I needed to just get something out there and then of course as soon as i um i as soon as i put down the first episode it became a little, a little easier so i introduced myself to the first episode about what this podcast is and who i am and what i would like to have from this podcast i have a little overview of what i wanted. But funny as it is, as I started the podcast, it it became a little bit more than what I wanted to, or the vision that I had for it. As I discussed some of the snippets on the episode of what I think was important for you to pay attention to, or I thought was a little bit relevant. So as I discussed the episodes, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you these things. Uh, So again, starting with, uh, starting with episode two, episodes two, I discussed Ten things we should ask or tell our dads. Ten things we should ask or tell our dads. And so, list of things, and we go down the list of you know things that we need to or have to talk to or have to ask our dad. And it made a, it made a, a good difference. But what made a big big impact was when I introduced the last the last number, which is the last the last topic on on that on chart of ten things. It was telling your dad that you love him you know telling your dad that you love who he is or just simply tell him that you love him and I post that episode and I let it out to you know social media and it just became something else something more than what I even even imagined you know I even imagined it for it to be it just generated conversation as a, a matter of fact before I even continue here's a little it's snippet of what it sounds like and as we were exiting as we were saying goodbye um I went to, to him and I hugged him I hugged I actually hugged my dad not saying I never hugged him before but this was a a real hug and I held him there for a couple of minutes for a couple of seconds I held him there for a couple of seconds and I told him I love you he didn't respond the first time I squeezed him a little stronger and I said dad I love you he said I love you too I love you too. I let him go. He looked at me. He said, thank you. Exactly what he said. He said, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And, um, and, I, and we said our goodbyes. And I can tell and I can see a difference in his behavior. I can see a different guy from who he was before to why he is now. He wants to be active in my life right now. It's a difference from the dad that I knew when I was growing up to the dad that I know now. So I dropped that episode and I, again, let it out into the social media, not expecting anything. And again, it generated such a big positive impact. People were talking, people were uh, able to engage, people were talking about questions that they had for their fathers, things that they didn't say. And it it, it ballooned to being something extravagantly... It, It was... It, it, it became more than i i expected and um that episode was one of i would say one of my favorite because it was unexpected i had no expectation for it and I had no view of what it might be i just wanted to just tell my story i just wanted to let you know how it was for me to just actually tell my dad that i love him and it was different not many people were able to say but i just wanted to just you know just be vulnerable and just say this is what I want to do my dad and I just want hope that you know other people can make a difference to learn from that lesson and then again it generated a big conversation my wife was talking about it and cousins were talking about it, friends and family when I went to family gatherings at my mom's house or my brother's house it was a it was a topic of discussion and then I realized it was something more than what I it became something better than what I could imagine so when I hear that and I'm I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm hearing conversation. My cousins and my brothers are having conversation about the topic that I brought up. It changed my dynamics. So I was just like, this is something real. It's making a difference. I need to change it. Or I just need to be better at it. Or I, or I just need to continue doing it. And that's what I did. So I continue it. And I just like, now I just want to just add other people into it. I just want to add other people's views, other people's experience and see how it was for them. Because, you know, everybody has story to tell. Everybody has something they wanted to, to tell to uh, tell the world. So I just opened it up to, I opened the table up to whomever wanted to be out there. And one of the first person that actually went out there and, and expressed and took that offer was my cousin Evans. And I I asked him and he said, sure. With no hesitation. And within a couple of days, he, we were on and we were uh, talking and it was a, a really good podcast. So episode three was about Evans and Pretty much changing the narrative of his father's view of life and making it a new narrative for himself. So his father had his own views in life and had his own expectation in life for Evans, but Evans' views wasn't I mean, his father's. True, and so changing that I mean, narrative, especially culture just, narrative, played a big role.
1: You know, this podcast is super important um, to the culture because. If you, especially to the Haitian culture, because I, I really feel like our generation and the, the upper generation, our fathers, our grandfathers, they were built to just not be connected to their emotions. So you, right. you being an, an adult and, and wanting to love, you got to teach them how to love first and break that cycle and release that and don't love, don't, don't hate them love them harder than they loved you and you'll be surprised on, on yeah. how you know you know your as parents
0: changes. we have the tendency that's to my, think that what system. can we do to better our kids what can we do to sacrifice ourselves to better our kids future and see what we can do to make a difference in their lives and that that's pretty much our job our job is to make a better future for our for our kids and sometimes you know kids have a tendency to teach us a lesson in life and that's hard at times because our, our job as parents is to teach but we tend to forget at times our kids our sons and daughters can teach us life experiences even though they are that young and that's what I got from my next uh guest um Amar which was probably the first he was the first guest that I have that was not family sitting down with Amar Thomas and talking about not just the love he has for his three daughters but the lesson they taught him in life they taught him how to love they taught him how to be compassionate they taught him how to be a little bit more less less selfish and it's hard as as a father to, to see that sometimes we so stuck in our ways and do our own things and start we stuck in our mind and the way we things need to happen and meticulously how things need to, uh, need to be that we tend to forget that kids even though they're young, they're wise, even though they're, they're kids, they are able to learn and adapt to certain things that we don't even know of. And and with his with with Amar's daughters, they were able to teach him so much in life. They were able to teach him so much about life or about his life as a dad, as a person, even as young as they were.
1: Becoming a father was the biggest blessing that I could have been given um, because it, from from henceforth, from that point on it really shaped who I was or, or who I am continuing to become and so prior to the kids I was I, had, I was very selfish okay. um, had very little accountability and so I think that, that that immediately gave me some accountability it immediately gave me um, something to work towards some responsibility it immediately gave me a lot of perspective I had to sit back and see what I was doing and start to immediately take corrective action. Um, but uh, the most important thing about fatherhood, and I have three daughters, is fatherhood taught me how to love. Okay. I think prior to that, I was confused what love was. I think you, I mean, we naturally love our parents or our family in a certain way, shape, or form. Some of us, although we love our family, we, we don't get to choose them, so they're just there. So we like, we love them, but I don't really want to deal with them. Uh, Your children are different, and them being, me having daughters, uh, it helped me learn to value women in a different way. And so it taught me love in a way that I didn't know it.
0: You know how much a parent, a child, a father loves their children, their their kids. When they're talking about them, they glow. When they are in public or they're talking to a stranger or they're talking to a friend of theirs they glow when they're talking about the kids and that's exactly what I got from Omar when he was talking about his kids and I love to see that I love to see a parent talking about their kids and and gloat about them and boast about them because it, it, it shows me that they care and it shows me that they love that their kids and I enjoy that and that's exactly what I got from Mark and I, I, I love seeing that and he did that really well now episode five episode five where i talked about the first day i became a father first day i became a dad and i love telling this story to whomever i come across because it tells i'm i'm able to tell the world i'm able to tell the individual how i felt how it felt when i first had my son and then the feeling of having this kid in my hand the feeling of seeing him for the first time in my life made such a huge impact in my life Till so today he's continued changing my life and changing my character. And and exchanging who I am, and I, I elaborate on the first day I saw him, the the first time I spent time with him, the time I held him, the time that I kissed him, and the time that I, I just took him in and became father for the first time, and I embrace that that time each and every time that I can, and I reflect on it um, from time to time, and every time I talk about it, it, gets me a little bit emotional to just think about how much love that. I can have for someone how much love I can plug into someone and still have more to 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 give he loves unconditionally He love without thinking even though he does things he might be doing things that maybe bother me or you know that can be annoying at times but it doesn't change the dynamics it doesn't change the love that I have for him and I see it now and I see how, how it is and what it is to love someone unconditionally you know loving this kid made me become a different person and it 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 feels so great to have someone like that in my life beside my wife that I can show that much love to my wife called out to me and said he's here and I was like okay she was like "He's, he's here he's so beautiful he's here and I was afraid to look at him I was afraid to look at him because I don't know if I was ready I didn't know if I was ready to be a dad. I don't know if I was ready to for this life change. I didn't know if I was ready to become a dad. I wasn't ready. I was so scared. And my wife told me to look. And I look and he gave off a cry that till today I can honestly say it resonates. It rings in my head. I can hear his cry. It's so perfectly clear of his cry. That was two years ago and I can still hear him. And it never changes. He cried, and I looked at him. I saw how perfect he was, how beautiful he was. And I looked at him. I myself started crying. My wife cried, and I cried. I had a face mask on, and I was—it was drenched. I was—it was so wet because I was crying. I couldn't believe that this perfect being came out, and it was my son. On episode five, I introduced the sibling series. I invited my siblings to come on a podcast and and, and talk to the audience and just tell everybody their their stories because everybody has their own interpretation of things. Everybody had their interpretation of how things have gone. I had my own views of of things when I was growing up and so did my siblings. And in total with my mom, there are six of us. So I was able to have at least four of them come to the podcast and able to tell you their stories to tell you their journeys and i was so happy about that and this one is from uh, from Gayle, and she's able to tell us the struggles that she went through she's able to share with us the emotional and mental effect of not having our dad in her life
2: i think i would tell him that i would say papa i needed you That's. I think that's something I would have definitely said that I needed you because there's a there's a certain type of bond that a ch- a daughter has with her father um, and I think that's why you know I gravitate towards a person that I, I started dating was the simple fact of how the relationship that he has with his daughter so seeing that relationship. It it was an automatic attraction, because anytime I see a father and daughter relationship, I think it's 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 such a beautiful thing. Um, even when Gael
0: see- also takes based on how she wanted or liked or would like my older brother to play the role of the father. I know she mentioned that how it was his duty as the older brother to step into the uh, father role because my father wasn't there
2: since my dad wasn't around and maybe my oldest brothers especially my eldest brother um i always felt like p should have stepped up and said and, and took charge Where it's just like no nah, that's my sister like um this is how you should be treated you're my sister this is how i see you like you know i never i think i never got those talks with the men and my family to understand my value and i'm not saying you need someone to tell you what your value is but then growing up how we grew up i just felt like your dad is not around papa's not around then it's up to peace um it's up to peggy it's up it's his job to like step in and do this and do that but then for me it was again because my dad wasn't around because papa wasn't around the role that was taken on was you became automatically the second mother
0: on episode 7 I had to sit down with my younger brother Emmanuel. One of my younger brother Emmanuel, and he was referencing to uh, becoming a better version of yourself, not only for you but for your for your kids. Being better and and have a better outlook on life for your kids and not only for yourself.
3: I wanted to remember me as the dad who was strict, but but she can always come. They could always come to me. Um, a dad who, who sacrificed for them and who financially set their future for them. Who put them on a the path to, to be very, how do I say this, L- not dependent on loans or on, you know, other stuff. Um, whenever, when my first daughter was born, I, it's funny, I started thinking about death when she was born. And it was my death. Like, if I die now, why well, am going to leave for her? Or when I die when I'm 60 or when I'm 80, why well, am going to leave for her? So that was the thing that I always, and I still think about it to this day. How can I financially and how can I um, shape her to be a woman um, that's prepared for this world? Whenever I do the part, um, I, like, I, like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm very good at finance. So I'm always try to just set aside some money for them, um, You know, I invest some money in for them. Um, just so they can be financially ready at the college because college is only going to get more expensive um, so for these kids for my, my two girls I just want them to know that I was the fun dad just like I'm the fun uncle G um, and I just want to be the greatest dad to them
0: you know so for most of these episodes um, especially with the sibling series it taught me a lot and I'm still learning, learning a lot about my siblings and the the journey that it it took or we took and their perspective on it. But to tell you the truth, I feel like I learned more interviewing my youngest sister Barbara. She's the youngest out of the bunch and I feel like everything was a little bit more clear as she she told me her story. Because she's the youngest so I had uh, my own interpretation of things where she was just like either spoiled or had got all the treatments, you know, all the special treatments from my My parents, um, as a younger child, you generally get the full attention. And then having to sit down with her and she was able to tell me her point of view about the way things are or the way it looks is not exactly what it seems. And I learned so much. And I was just so intrigued when she was talking about certain particular cases. Um, And I I was enlightened. I was just kind of at wow, because I was like, I thought I knew who you were. And I thought I knew who all my siblings were but you know, having to sit down with her, just give me a different perspective or just give me a different view of the life that she lived and the life that she was, she was living. Um, Don't and just didn't it. know her part in, in it.
4: That? I feel like life throws you curveballs, and then you end up being in a situation that tests all that, that breaks you down into realizing, okay, you know what? You're not so strong. This is, this, this is going to break you down either way or not. And for me, my dad not being around hit me the most in my previous relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it was meant to happen but I'm happy that it did because my relationship with my child's father taught me a lot about what it's like to not have a dad around. So for me I learned a lot from knowing that when you don't have, when you're growing up, people always tell you your dad is supposed to be your protector. Your dad is supposed to be someone who takes care of you, somebody who tells you you're beautiful. He's supposed to be your first love. And for me, um, I searched through that through a man. Um, when a man knows that you're damaged and he, know, he knows that you are searching for fulfillment from a male figure, Mm -hmm. um, for me, they take advantage of you. And a lot of times, the person would hurt, 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 Mm hurt, and I would think it's okay because I felt like that's all that was out there Mm -hmm. because I was conditioned to think that way since I was younger.
0: Now, my older brother came on, Peggy. He came on and and he pretty much expressed how it felt to be an older brother and played a role. Of being a father of trying to become a father trying to play the role of a father which was not very easy in itself and I find it fascinating that he wanted to play that role I think to society and you know culture wise that you know if the father's not there the firstborn um, son take charge and lead the family which I think is a huge responsibility to carry on as, as at an early age it's hard to become a dad when you don't even know what a dad is it's hard for you to play a father role we don't know what's a father role when you're that young so it's kind of it was kind of hard for me to actually expect that from him i know one of my siblings my sister Gaia, was saying that you know as a as the older brother my brother should be or he should have taken that role of playing being a a father figure but in in my half i just didn't think it was fair for him to play a brother and a a father can't play a father role if you don't know that role you're too young to know what needs to get done. But in I overall, that. I think he he did a good job. I believe he tried his best.
5: It was tough, man, because um, you, me being the oldest is that as I get older and I don't see him, it's like I'm kind of forced upon to not just take the, you know, the role of being, you know, a brother, older brother, but I'm trying to figure out, should I, should I be like a father figure to my younger brother or my younger sisters? Like, what role am I supposed to play? So I'm like confused. I'm trying to balance the two. Like, okay, he's not around. I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to take charge because, you know, that's what the older son supposed to do so it was very tough man and um and I didn't really want to occupy myself with being a father really because I didn't understand it I don't know what it was what it what I'm what I'm supposed to do I know I know I could be a brother I could be you know a friend but as far as playing the role of a father, I didn't know. And if it, 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 it kind of I started to feel that pressure when I say when I was around 14 years old, 13, 14 years old, which is very young because, you know um, It happens um,
0: Now I was able to get three of three other of my siblings on this podcast from a different mom, same dad, different mom. And I was so happy to um, have them on the podcast and they were able to express that as well. John is the third out of his brothers. He's the last one, the baby one of the family on his side of the family, on his mom's side. And he was able to come and express pretty much what happened when you have become part of your dad you wish or vile never to become. So, you know, there are some experiences in our, our lives that we, we, we say we're never going to happen or we don't want to be like our parents. But you know, what happened when we make that mistake? What happened when we do that same mistake that our parent has or our dad that has? Do we look back and say, oh, I'm going to beat myself up? Or do we look forward and say, okay, you know what? My dad was in the same position. He did not capitalize on that, but I'm going to do better. And I think that's what John is trying to do right now with his situation, with um, dealing with uh, the same situation that he, he came across. He's trying to do better. He's not going to do the same thing that I my father did. So he's going to uh, uh, attempt and try his best to change that dynamic. In this episode, John also mentioned this interesting thing where he said that, you know, maybe one day. My dad, our dad, will forget about him. It'd be one day that he just like just don't show up anymore, you know. And I think that part kind of stood out to me because it it was kind of, you know, it's 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 different when your dad is you see him sporadically, and that one day, and you know he has another family, and that one day you know he might not come back, or the day that he decides to not come back for a while, you just think that he's he's never gonna come back, and you just think about that. I think that's a that's a heavy burden to. To even think about to that's put on yourself to just think about if your dad is not gonna come back anymore. So the question is, what do you do?
6: Okay, now I understand this guy that got twelve kids. So in my head, I always, I always have in my head that one day he probably gonna forget about us mm-hmm. in Haiti. i I'm like, first off, we're not even on him. Uh-oh. Yeah, he comes here, um, once in a while to come see us. He sent us money when, he, when, when. I don't know if he, when he has or when he's he remember mm-hmm. he's in us money he's in us food f- furniture whatever mm-hmm. but I'm like when he doesn't do any of that I'm like hmm. maybe I don't know maybe that's that day mm-hmm. that he just forget forget right, right. <laughs> that it, it, it wasn't a problem for me anyway right. when he does that Okay, because my mom hey it was everything we, we need a mom podcast (laughs) for that whole story okay yeah Yeah, so so
0: episode 12 was about my sister Fafa, which is john's older sister and she was referring to a time that some hardship that she went through and that one particularly stood out for me was when she was referring to when she didn't have anything to eat at home and spending pretty much half the day of not eating anything Stood out to me a life because I know I went through that myself, and it's not easy, you know, going through a day without having something to eat or not knowing when the next food comes around. And I relate to that really, really, really closely because, again, I, I, to some degree, I feel like we went through that. Oh, I went through that, you know. We went through uh, a hardship of not having breakfast in the morning, where we had to go to like s- after-school programs or summer programs just for us yeah. to have breakfast in the morning because there wasn't anything to eat in the, at the house. So I, I really, really resonate with her story uh, about not being able to eat at times.
7: I remember some days we wake up in the morning, we have nothing to eat, hmm. nothing, nothing. And you just wake up, we brush our teeth and we are we, waiting for our mother to come, to come home with something. And when she went out, she said, oh, okay, I'm coming. One, two, three p.m., three p.m., and she coming at six or seven. She come with um, Sometimes someone gave him, yeah. Here it's changed, some change, mm-hmm. and she 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 bring some. Some and she bring a little bottle of oil, and a um a package of white rice. Mm-hmm and and to avocado
4: mm.
7: and and she cook it and we eat it you know this day i don't know The i for me the food was, mm-hmm. <laughs> was good the food was good the white rice with the avocado mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it i don't know why but it, it was it was a life but Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Thank God.
0: Now, it's the past, but it's still there. Now, episode 13 was when Edwin. Edmund. Yeah. Edmund is my other half-brother from a different mom as well. Um, not John's mom or my mom. is a different mom as well. And with him, he doesn't have another sibling with my father and his mom. So it's only him. And his dynamic is uh that he didn't have any time with us and even before that he was just saying that he doesn't have any bad thoughts about my dad is that whenever my dad was able to see him, he was able to see him and that was pretty much it. And the another thing that could that kind of stood up to me was his that he was stating that you know he wanted to spend more time with us. When I say us, I mean you know uh, my brothers and my immediate brothers and my uh, sisters and the cousins, but he couldn't spend more time with us and I, I, that literally, for me played a role because I didn't know that that's what he craved and I didn't know that's what he wanted. And that's why he needed because you know, we. I know I have my brothers and sisters next to me every day, but he didn't really have anyone. He had his other half brother, but I don't think they had a relationship, but to, for him to verbally say that, you know, I wanted to spend more time with you guys. I wanted to be around you guys because you guys are my family and I, I I'll always look forward to that. So that kind of like literally, that really played a role for me uh, that was an a, a epic part for me to pay attention to
8: i always felt like i was not in few guys to be honest it was you know it's i always felt like the guys over there and i'm over here mm. i know i at first, I looked at that, you know, something bad and wrong. But the older I got, the more I realized it was just, it was just how our lives were put together than fate. And the way I felt about it, it wasn't, you know, something that made me feel bitter or have any mild intent against anyone random or close but i did feel like i was you know out of the circle per se i wasn't in the 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 family circle
0: all right guys so this was more of a wrap-up of season one um the idea that i have in the beginning of the podcast was not what it became to be it became something better Something stronger, something sweeter than I imagined, and I love it. It took its own direction, and I love it. And the direction that is gonna be going for season two is pretty much uh, started already. So I already started recording, and I already start having people and in, uh, interviews, and it's gonna be great. And and season two is gonna be really, really great. So I hope that you guys continue doing what you're doing, continue subscribing, continue liking, and continue sharing, guys. And um, I'm putting it out there for those of you who have a story to tell we are d- introducing a new platform for you to share your stories or if you want to do a, if you want to do a poem or if you want to do a um interview yourself or just share your story by text or email or uh, leave me a voicemail whichever way guys i'm here so i just want to give you a wrap-up of season one and season two is going to be phenomenal so stay tuned guys i will catch you guys in a few bye guys if you want to keep up or listen to more of this podcast you can go to google play stitcher apple and spotify and of course on social media as far as
8: instagram
2: catch you later